Hello and welcome to my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. This podcast is for anyone working in the caravan industry, whether you're from a manufacturer, supplier or dealer here in the UK or elsewhere. So listen every week to hear insights, interviews and marketing tips to help keep you and your business more informed and successful. I'm John Rawlings, a journalist and communications expert with a lifelong passion for caravanning and 20 plus years PR and events experience in the car and caravan industries. From starting in the editorial team at Practical Caravan Magazine to working in the press offices at Vauxhall, Volvo and Volkswagen and now in my own business specialising in the caravan industry. So this week's episode, I like to have as much variety on the podcast as possible. And it's even more fun when I speak to people in different locations, either if I'm in a different country or they are. It doesn't happen that often. But this week, we've got an unusual one. We are talking to a cat bird who is currently in a motorhome somewhere in Iceland, which is a jolly long way away. So let's get Cat to introduce herself and we'll find out why she's in Iceland and what she's up to. Cat, hello. Hi, hi, John. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. In Iceland. Yeah. So let's let's introduce you to the to the listeners. <laughs> you are Wandering Bird, better known as Wandering Bird. I am. Yeah. Across all social media and YouTube. I've got a Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, blogs, <laughs> books. Yeah, and it keeps how? Going. But you've got a you've had a previous life in a very different job, haven't you? Yeah, so I used to be worked with, I thought, but you want to go, but a very, very long way ago, I was in the Navy. I was a helicopter navigator in the Navy. And then cool. I left off to become an air traffic controller. Mm-hmm. So I was a London-based air traffic controller that then moved down to near Southampton. Mm-hmm. And I did that for about 14 years and decided one day that I wanted to do more traveling. And air traffic was brilliant. And I did it for a long time and I really enjoyed it because everything was different. Mm-hmm. But it was very difficult to get big chunks of time off and go off and explore. Pretty and intense I job as well, isn't it? I am. Yeah. yeah. So do you know Sean and Lizzie from Abbas and Beyond? Yes, because they're in that. Well, oh, did you? Yeah. Well, I was... They were the people that inspired me to start my very first YouTube uh, channel, my very first YouTube video. Oh, I actually started it even before I'd thought about quitting my job just to yeah. document our journey, travels and adventures just for a bit of fun, really. Yeah. And it was something my daughter wanted to do. So we sort of all got involved in that as a bit of a family thing. And then, yeah, it took off and became it became this monster. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but you're particularly championing solo female travel because you do a lot of travel on your own, don't you? I do now, yeah. So about a year ago, my husband and I decided to stop travelling together. He got sick and decided he didn't want to anymore. So I was in this very strange situation where I had a choice to make. Did I Did I want to travel on my own or did I stop? And I decided that, no, I wanted to keep travelling. He couldn't stop. He couldn't stop. (laughs) So I was almost having to learn all over again. It's totally different when you're travelling on your own because you have so much more responsibility, but also so much more freedom because you get to be entirely selfish and go, I want to go here and I want to do this. And there's, yeah, I I really enjoy myself, which is why I've been, well, since then, I've done all around Scotland, all around Ireland, and I'm now in Iceland, all on my own. Yes, it's good. It's good. I've seen you doing your talks at the NEC and at, at the some of the Warner shows as well. So I think that's great. It's a great thing to be championing, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm I'm the whole reason that Wandering Birds started in the first place was I I, I set up like a little website, like a, an online diary, like a little today we went here and got a coffee here. And I thought my friend and family would like to follow along. Mm-hmm. They didn't really care, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Lots of other people did. And I, I started getting emails from people or messages on social media going, well, how do you do this? And how does this work? 
And I've become really passionate about helping other people have these epic adventures because I think confidence is something a lot of people lack and and knowing how to get started. And I really love being able to share some of that knowledge and being able to, my favorite thing is when I get email from people, oh, you've helped me so much to go here. Oh, that's great. And I love that. And it's exactly the same thing now with the solo thing. I think a lot of the basics are exactly the same, like planning trips and how the mechanics all work and stuff. And so, yeah, if I can share with that, inspire people to have. Yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah, I really admire yeah. that. I think that's that's good. That's good for the whole industry, really. So I think, you know, well, well done. <laughs> and how many motorhomes <laughs> have you had so far? You've on at least. Just... I have owned three or co-owned three, and I'm mm. currently in one that, that had been borrowed from Bailey of Bristol. And they've lent me one for this trip to go to Iceland. And so I'm taking lots of nice photos for them. In So you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been I've been stalking you on across your social media because I love traveling as well. And if I can't travel, I do like to follow what other people are doing and particularly traveling abroad. But as the, as we said before we got started, I did do a trip to the North Cape in Norway. Or actually, it was about it was in 1995, which is a long time ago before the days of YouTube. But but it was a bit innovative at the time because there was a, a holiday program on Channel Four called The Real Holiday Show. And I applied to it because I thought I wanted to get caravanning on television. And they liked my stories. I was working at Papco Caravan magazine at the time. And uh, so they sent a producer out to follow us with a, with a camcorder. It was that, that long ago. <laughs> and we were, so we were on TV. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. Is there an archive video of this somewhere? I think we well, all need I, to... No, I've, I have got the video tapes somewhere. I can't find anything digitally. But the strangest thing was that when I was in Morocco in March, we were at our penultimate campsite in Morocco. And some guy walked up to me and said, hello, are you John Rawlings? And I went, yes. <laughs> How do you know that? And he, re- he remembered the programme and he, he had oh, wow. been wanting to go to Scandinavia ever since and to be sort of obviously working. And he had not long retired and he was going to go this year. But to A, a visually recognise me and know my name and remember it from what is basically 30 years ago. Freaked me out a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you watched this video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did check. He he wasn't travelling solo. He was he was he seemed quite a nice guy. So yeah, cool. But yeah, so I've been so that's as far north as I've been, and well, apart from so I've been across the Arctic Circle a few times. But you've gone yeah. way beyond that to Iceland, and well, I was yeah. At... Iceland is just below the Arctic Circle. Is it? Um, yeah, I didn't realise that, and I actually thought a bit of the country was above Absolutely. it, but apparently the bit that is is Grimsey Island. So you need to get another ferry out to get there. Um, uh, but most of the, the country's actually beneath it. Hmm. But I am hoping to go and I've sailed across the Arctic Circle on a Hurtigruten boat when we went to see the Northern Lights. But I'm hoping to drive a motem up next year. That's next year's expedition. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I, but it's across a bit then, Iceland. And not, rather than further up, I thought it was further north. Forgive my no, ignorance. So it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of northwest. Well, it's directly north from the UK. And then okay. sort of... But it took you quite a while to get there. It's quite a long ferry trip, isn't it? It was two days from Denmark, yeah. So the top of Denmark, a little town called Herschel's, and then it was two days from there to Iceland. We stopped at the Faroes. And on the way back, I'm actually spending two days in the Faroes okay, from getting so off the ferry. And oh, probably. Yeah, and I didn't think you could do that. Do they have campsites there, or are you, are you wild camping? Will you wild camping in Faroe Islands? No. So wild camping is banned in Iceland, right. but the campsites are fantastic. They're more like airs than campsites. You don't have to book, and you uh-huh. can turn... 10, 11 o'clock at night without any issue at all. So that's really, really easy. And I'm assuming the pharaohs will be similar, but I haven't, I'm doing this in stages. I haven't actually checked that out yet. I like the way you're learning it to go along. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but the 24 hour daylight is really cool. I do remember that. It was, it was, well, we came off, we came off the ferry. We got this ferry from Newcastle to Norway. And then I can't remember what time we got off the ferry, but we drove. And then 
stopped quite late because it wasn't getting dark. And then we thought, well, we've got to see how, how daylight is at midnight. <laughs> and of course we did. And then sort of became a bit nocturnal ever since, because then we went to bed, obviously, at 1 or 2 a.m. and slept till lunchtime. And how are you coping? Are you doing that or are you on some kind of normal routine? No, not at all. It changed my, my sort of body clock massively. So I thought I'd really struggle because I'm one of these people who need like blackout blinds. And I think so many years of doing shift work, I've, well, I've really yeah. got like certain, yeah. certain things I need to sleep. But this has actually been really good. So I'm tending to go to sleep now about one o'clock in the morning. And that's not me at all. Normally I go to sleep early and then get up really early. But now I'm going to sleep much later and then getting up sort of eight-ish, nine-ish. It's quite nice. I mm. feel like I'm having a lion, even though I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and and have you met many other English people there or any other English motorhomes? I've seen two other English motorhomes and had mm. a chat with them both. And one was going the way that I was going. So we saw each other in consecutive things. I made a very conscious effort when I got off the ferry because obviously there were quite a lot of vans on the ferry. I reckon oh. there were about 40 vans. Wow. And I knew that the the accepted route is to go anti-clockwise. So I figured we'd all get off and we'd all go anti-clockwise all around the yeah. island. I didn't want to do that. So I turned left and went clockwise for a bit and then turned around and came back again. So they all sort of hopefully went on ahead of me and I sort yeah. of had a few places to myself, which was a, I think that was a good move. Yeah, yeah. A couple I found. And then I picked up a couple of hitchhikers and things as I've gone around and chatted to them and met some fun people that way. So yeah, it's been good. Mm-hmm. So you, how many weeks are you at, in Iceland for? I've got three weeks. So I initially booked it for two and then I started doing some more research and realised that oh, there's so much I want to do that, yeah, three weeks. I mean, I'm not running around like an idiot yeah, every day. Yeah, take it easy. And the scenery looks amazing. I mean, I was expecting waterfalls, but it's just, uh, yeah, completely bonkers. Better than I anticipated. The waterfalls are incredible. But also, I think the time of year, just everything's alive, which might sound really silly, but when I mm. saw it, I went to Iceland a few years ago, or well, a long time ago now, and to see the Northern Lights. So it was dark. It was middle of March. Everything yeah. was dark. Yeah. Everything was kind of dead. Yeah. And that was what I had in my head. Everything, yeah. the colours over here, amazing. God, oh, I'm going to have to go. It's, it does sound, does sound pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. I just did some research for an up, cause the biggest question I'm getting asked is how much of the ferry cost? And surely yeah. it's cheaper to fly in and hire. Uh-huh. And I was doing some research on how much it costs. And it's about... £1,500 a week to hire a basic camper van. Right. If you want to hire a motorhome, you're looking at just under about £2,000 a week. Right. So actually, ferry cost about £5,000. Mm. And when you're going for three weeks, it's cheaper to take your own van than it is yeah. Yeah. to so fly it's, not a, it's definitely not a cheap ferry then, right? In the stretch of the imagination. It's, it's not a cheap holiday. No, <laughs> really not a cheap holiday at all. But that's great if you've got the time to do it. And could you have stayed longer? Is there a limit on how long you can stay there? No, there's not, but I'm not able to take my dog because Iceland oh, yeah. have got a quarantine rule for all pets. So oh. he would have had to stay in quarantine for two weeks. And even though I'm here for three weeks, I'm not going to do that to him. But also it's going to take me a week, well, it took me a week to drive to Denmark and then a week back. So I'm actually going to have the van five and a bit weeks. All oh, right. And yeah. about five and a half weeks without my dog, I'm asking someone else to look after him. Sure, and okay, that makes sense. That was about the limit I've set on myself, so... That's, that's long enough. Are you? I know you're doing lots of social media. Are you doing videos as well? Is there going to be a YouTube story? I'm filming this? lots. I'm really yeah. good at filming stuff. It's the editing bit that I struggle with. So I'm filming lots, but I also made a conscious decision that I didn't want to spend loads of my trip sitting yeah. in my little van and editing stuff. So I'm doing a lot of reels and sort of social yeah. Short yeah. stuff. Brilliant. But I didn't want to waste my holiday no, editing. No, no. And it's easy yeah. when you've got like a couple, so one of you can edit, one of you can drive, but I've no, got to do all no, the driving, no. all the navigating, yeah. all on my own. Yeah. So no, I, I didn't want to spend my time. I'll do that over the summer when I'm sitting there. 
Yeah, and you got that that long ferry crossing back. You might could, could always do something then. <laughs> and, although my partner keeps emailing me, asking me if she, she needs the accounts in for the end of the year. I'm like, oh, uh, no. I think I'll be doing accounts rather than. Oh no, that's not fun. <laughs> but the, you were lucky. The North Sea looked incredibly smooth on your. Journey. I was so nervous about yeah. that crossing. I get yeah. badly seasick. I'm really oh. badly. And I was terrified about that crossing. I almost didn't want to do the trip because of it. And it was so flat. Like, I, okay, I don't thanks. think I want to be lucky on the way back. But one, you know, I'm going to Antarctica next year. And the Drake Passage is notorious. I'm like, exactly. I hope whatever I did worked after the world. Yes, keep, keep doing whatever you're doing. That, that, yeah. it, hey, I've never seen seas are flat, let alone, yeah, you wouldn't expect that up there. And have you seen any caravans there? Or is it all camper vans and motorhomes? Lots of caravans. Oh, I, I reckon... I mean, not probably not as many as vans and motorhome because normally people come in and they rent. They're renting yeah. camper vans or they're, they're yeah. renting motor. But I reckon there are there are I don't know one in five is a caravan more oh, than cool. I did. And yeah. tourists, they've shipped them over there. Does the I think, I think they bought their own? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, does the ferry cost as usual? The fee, the cost depend on the length of your motorhome or caravan. I believe so. Yeah. So probably I think more. there are uh, sort of like six to eight meters is one price. Oh, right. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of chunks rather than exact. So taking length. a taking a car around could be slightly more expensive then, because your yeah, your motorhome is sort of seven meters, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And is it easy to get around? Then are the roads good? The roads are really good. Some of them are gravel. And on the first day, see, I don't really plan my my trips and adventures too much. I had no clue where I was going on the first day, other than I was turning the opposite way to everybody else. And then I just sort of saw this lake. And I thought, oh, let's go see that. And I ended up on this gravel road in the middle of nowhere going, I'm not sure I should bring a motorhome down this. Especially not my, well, it's not my motorhome. <laughs> and there's sort of gravel flying everywhere. But it was fine. It coped brilliantly. But yeah, you've got to be really careful not to go on the gravel roads too fast. Although the Icelanders go crazy speeds down them. But also there are a range of roads called S roads. And those you can't take a motorhome on. They are four by four only. Uh, okay. So I'm avoiding like the plague. That's a good idea. <laughs> Otherwise, it's brilliant. It's all paved and well signposted and easy yeah. to drive. Yeah, it's good. And what about, is it expensive to, to live there? Is food expensive you, and stuff? So the weird things are expensive and some weird things are cheap. Cost of living, yes, is probably on par with Norway. So it is, is more than we're used to in the UK. Yeah. Gain things like a bottle of Pepsi is normally roughly £2 in the UK, depending on where you get it from. Over here, it's like £1.10. Uh, lots of price. <laughs> Why? The most expensive thing I've bought so far has been fresh salad. I'm oh. guessing because fresh, they have to ship it in or fly it in or whatever they do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a, a fresh salad and some peppers and some tomatoes, the, the bucks of it cost me like nine pounds. <laughs> but things like what, fish or salmon or seafood? Is that, that must be. Seafood's quite cheap. Yeah. Because a salmon I haven't looked at, but general fish is, yeah. is quite cheap because they have so much of it. Yeah. Um, and I, actually bought any meat so you're allowed to bring tin foods in with you so i bought a lot of tin foods okay and then i've just been buying sort of salads and vegetables and things like that to go alongside it but you're not allowed to bring fresh food over with you at all so you had to get rid of all that before you came okay fair enough so i presume you'll be producing a guide a guide to taking yes, you into iceland <laughs> I've had so many people ask me, which is nice to be fair. So yeah, I probably I'm doing a map as I go around, and I'll probably share that with people and some tips and things. Absolutely. Well, it's it's an unusual place to go. I don't think I've met anyone else that's taken a motorhome there. So there's got to be a lot of interest in it. I would, I would have thought it's fantastic, and it's mm. so much easier to do than I thought it was going to be. I thought the, it was going to be really 
complicated and everything else. And it's it's not been at all. It's been really good fun. And honestly, I'm going whale watching tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm so that excited about that. And I'm yeah. going, the other thing I'm doing, which would be really fun, it's the only place in the world you can swim or snorkel in my case between the two tectonic plates. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I just got the ribs through it and they're pulling yes. apart. They've got this chasm and I'm going to go snorkeling in the middle of it, which scares the living daylights out of me, I'll be honest, but I'm going to go do mm-hmm. it anyway. You're very brave. So isn't isn't the other half of the Teutonic plate in North America or Canada yes. or something? Yes. Wow. So I'm still on the Europe side at the moment and I yeah. cross, um, I think I cross in a day or two, depending on where, I don't even know where I'm ending up tomorrow yet, but well, so you, can, you can drive across, you technically technically say you're yeah, in. Yeah, so to all intents and purposes, it's one block of land and the yeah. rift is underneath, which sort of causes all the volcanoes uh, and that. Um, but yeah. there are a couple of places where the rift has come up Separated. to the surface. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, yeah. freaky. That sounds amazing. That's I'm going to go pro it. We'll see if yeah. I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you, yes, if, yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah. I will eagerly, eagerly follow that. And how many more weeks are you there for then? Are you halfway through at the moment? I've done, no, I've just done a week. So I've got oh. just under two, I think. Yeah. Oh, there, oh. So and now got... I've got two days in the Faroe Islands on the way back. Right. So cool. And yeah, it'll be um, fun. Yeah, yeah. And is it, is it quite busy then? Is this a busy time of year to go? Yeah, so this is sort of peak season because of the midnight sun, which is actually today, isn't today, it? Today, yes. It this is. This is being recorded on the 21st of June. So yeah, we've got the longest day here, but it's yep. not going to make any difference to you, I guess, with your 24-hour daylight. No, it doesn't. It's really strange because it is like, but I've had four days of lovely sunshine and then it's got quite cloudy the last couple of days. So I don't know how much of the midnight sun I'll see, but hopefully I'll, I'll get to oh, see yeah. some of it at some point. Do they do any special ceremonies or... Things. I'm going to say yes, because I'm yeah. assuming they do, but I don't actually know what they do. But I'm going to be in uh, Husavik this evening. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have a wander into town and see if there's any anything events or anything down. going on that I can find. Yeah. I'm also going to go to the thermal spa there as well. They've got a thermal spa to enjoy. Oh, okay, that sounds, that sounds a good way to spend the evening. That's nice. As, is alcohol really expensive? Yes, have it you, is. I've not used so I haven't worried yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, Apparently it, it is. I don't know it would be because it is in Norway and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, Scandin- rest of Scandinavia. Yeah, when yeah. I went to when I went to the North Cape, there's a visitor centre there. We all all the motor caravans and motorhomes parked at the car park, but the visitor centre has this sort of special ceremony. They play music and they pull the shutters up, and you can see the sun on the horizon, and it's all it's all quite cool. Yeah, so hopefully you'll find hopefully you'll find some people partying and celebrating in the middle of town tonight. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be something going on. That'll be well, fun. Do do post something if you if you see anything because that that sounds I will. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and what about after this? Have you got plan a lot of plans for the rest of the summer? I'm not doing a whole lot for the peak summer because it's it's peak summer and I try and avoid doing anything crazy in there. So I'm going to see my family, get my dog back, see him. Ah. Uh, I don't think I've got anything planned. I was debating a little trip up to Scotland, see a friend of mine up in Scotland in September and October, but I'm going to be at the NEC show, so I don't think I'm going to have time to in before the NEC show and then after the NEC show I'm doing Spain and hopefully Portugal and over the few weeks after that so that'll be nice nice okay you got something to look forward to then yes a bit bit of normality in the meantime well hopefully a little bit of normality my parents live down in Devon so I'm debating doing a bit more of Devon and Cornwall and I love it down there Yeah. yeah but it's just Busy time of year to go exploring down oh, there. Oh, yes, that's true. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I might go the other way, come northeast. And what about your your wandering bird brand as such? So what, have you got any plans or are you just seeing how it goes? Are you going to publish more or write more? That's a very good I've, I've been quite 
prolific. I think over the past yeah. few years, I've, yes. I've done, I've written four books now and several courses and obviously doing YouTube videos and everything. It takes up a lot of time. Yes. So I think, and I also run two other websites as well. So I've got three, the three that I do. Oh, wow. So yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to try, I'll probably do Iceland and then try to create less content on that and, and find more of a balance because I, I find myself working sort of 17 hour days some days and that's not the point of no, what I nice. how to achieve. Um, <laughs> the problem is I love it. I absolutely love it. I love being able to share the knowledge and help people. And I also like being able to chat with people online and I've got a really good Facebook group that's oh, yes, fun. Oh yes, yeah, that's good. All sorts of people yeah. in there. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah. No, I think well done. It's good to it's good to have built that up. It's very it's like something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, thank you. I've just got a column with MMM magazine as well that I'm I write ah. every month. Enjoy doing that. That's good fun. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, uh, along with Tash, she's fighting for it as well, isn't she? Now, I think she's doing camper van. Camper. Oh yeah, which one are you doing? MMM. Yeah. Oh, cool. I've got the latest issues just arrived this week, actually. So I'll have a look for that. There we go. Oh, well done. <laughs> I yes. haven't got that. Oh no, but you haven't. But you have. No, I could. I should have got it out for you. It's in my pile of books somewhere to have a look at. Oh, that's really good. Well, that's a really well, well-read well publication. And I, are, you, are you reviewing this motorhome as well or just producing lots of content? I will do a review for, for the motorhome, yeah. And it's been quite nice doing a different van that's totally different to my layout. And so I, yeah. it's been nice having sort of been able to play with it and how I'd use it and living in it and really, really using it. I think you took the Adamo as well, I did. didn't you? Yes. Is it, is it, is it a six, yeah. six nine four? Six nine four I've got, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've yeah, four of us went away in that. We had the drop down bed. Drop down bed with two of us and the kids upstairs. And then we were and my wife and I were underneath. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's not really oh. aimed designed as a four four birth, but well, it, it's it, it's probably much mostly sold to Two people, one or two people, I would say. Like I said, perfect for one. Well, perfect <laughs> for one, yeah. No, well, I, I I used it on my own as well, and I went to the last NEC show, and I thought it was great because it wasn't. It was only seven meters long. It was quite compact, easy to, to drive around, loads of space. But but actually, it worked okay for four of us because there's a big wardrobe, big garage that was really useful. Yes, it is um, nice having a garage. Yeah, yeah. The lounge is decent size. We weren't. We weren't. I thought we were going to feel fairly cramped, but no, we didn't at all. Actually, so I was a big. Big fan because a good, yeah. good good kitchen and everything. Yeah, we went skiing. We were down in in the Alps in France in it and down Paris. So yeah, it's good. In fact, my wife drove. That was her first experience of driving a motorhome up the autumn. Oh, so cool. yeah, it was calm. Oh, it's, not, it's not. It's really manageable. So yeah, should definitely do that again. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's nice. It's a good layout. It works very. It works very well. Actually. Yeah. I've, I've been enjoying enjoying using it some. But your own motorhome is very different than you've got a real, real, a real lounge on a Swift, haven't you? I do, yeah. So I've got a Swift Escape 685. I don't think they make that model anymore, but it's got a real lounge and then it's got the dinette. It's got sort of the kitchen and the bathroom in the middle. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I've turned the real lounge into a permanent bed. Right. So I've moved the cushions out and got proper mattress made up. And that's worked really well for me So because it's just me. So I've got the bed and then I've got that, but it's still got lots of storage and, and nice things. But again, it doesn't have a garage. And there's a couple of things it doesn't have that having used this, I might might have a look for another another alternative. Oh. <laughs> oh, what's it space? <laughs> well, there's, there's plenty of choice out there, but a garage is useful, I must say. Yes. But I quite miss having a bike with me, like a motorbike. I miss oh, yeah. going with my bike. Oh, yes, you used to tour with your bike in a, in a trailer, didn't you? Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I'm not. Not happy driving with a trailer, especially not when I've got to park it. And I move so often. It's not like I just go to a campsite and stay there for a week or to that having a trailer would be a pain so i'm trying to find one maybe like a smaller bike i could put in a garage or something yeah so i've got that 
and the dog can go on the back and it'll be good. Oh, that's really cool. Well, it's really good to catch up with you. Um, yeah. I will see you, well, I'll probably see you to the NEC now, which isn't quite as far off as it sounds. I'm but we don't want to lie. How is that happening? We don't want summer to come and go too quickly, do we? So yeah, let's not talk about October yet. But no, let's not. <laughs> I will. I, oh, hang on. No, I've got my my three questions to ask you. Did you see my email? Oh, with yes. Three questions. Yes, yeah. I did. Yes. So, first question: If you, I know you've already been to loads of places, but if you could take a caravan or motorhome anywhere in the world, where would you like to take one? And I'm assuming you'd go motorhome. Have you done any caravanning? I have not. I have been in caravans, but I've never actually driven one and, and taken my own one. So I would definitely take a motorhome. And I would. Do you know what I really want to do? I want to go from the top of Canada. All the way down to the bottom of South America. Oh my goodness, that is a that, big trip. That would be epic. Yeah, yeah so that would be that. that would be epic. Gosh, you see an awful lot along the way, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that would be amazing. I um, did watch yeah. a YouTube video of a couple that converted an American bus, and I think yeah. they I think they went down the West Coast. I, I think they, they may have started in Seattle or something. They definitely crossed down into Mexico. I can't remember how far they got into South America. They had a dog with them which got ill, and I think they. Ended up flying back to Germany, but they had a few scary moments on it, I must say. Yeah, yeah I don't think it'd be an easy trip, that one. Not, not sure a, I'd want to do that on my not own easy, either. But Simon Reeve did. Have you watched his programme, the, yeah. the Americas? Yeah, that was, he went to some really scary places as well. Yeah. Have you said that? But he consciously goes looking for them, doesn't he? It's, but it's a really interesting programme, really cool. Yeah, he and does love some fun situations, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. The God, the risk assessment and insurance must be very interesting, <laughs> I always think. No, he's great. I like his style. And second question then is, if you, have, if you had a magic wand, then what would you wish for for the, for the caravan motorhome industry? Any ideas? Yeah, no, I do. And this might upset a few people, so apologies in advance. But one thing that really upsets me is how we as the UK are perceived by other motorhomes and campervans in Europe. Oh, yeah. We've been quite unwelcoming and quite difficult oh, yeah. for people to turn up and have sort of impromptu trips. Like, it's fine if you want to book into a campsite and be there for like two weeks or whatever. But because we don't have the same air set up, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. a reputation for being quite difficult to tour in the way that they're used to. Uh-huh. And also people like myself who don't want to stay in one place for so long and don't want to yeah. book seven months in advance because I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And I would love, we've got the infrastructure, we've got sports centres and clubs and things that aren't used overnight that we could easily turn with very little effort into airs. They don't have to be free. They can be paid. People are happy to pay. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to find less no overnight parking signs and more yeah. welcome and and more just just sort of using the space and facilities that we've already got so managing in, it better as well because absolutely. i know that i know that motorhomes have had a lot of flack for parking in some areas but that's that's yeah. why i think it does need managing rather than letting people go up to their own devices some more well i think while i've got my own magic wand i would also then wave it over all the motorhomes and camper vanners and get them to promise that they will not leave their waste where they shouldn't and cause destruction because it's two-way street it's absolutely two-way street and it's you know pointless people like me going no we should have more freedoms and then people coming up with their van spoiling it spoiling it so yeah that would be my magic wave over everybody no, I, uh, someone else has come up with a similar answer, actually, because the difference between the UK and Europe in that respect is is is, is huge. It's so much easier. Uh, abroad. It's it's the UK's magic. I love touring the UK oh, yeah. and I'm proud to be British. And yes. I want to be able to, to say to people, come to Britain. It's brilliant. But it's just so difficult for people. They, they, they're they not used to oh. touring in the way that, that, that 
they do in Europe. It doesn't work in the UK in the same way. Yeah, that's a really good point. And if you've spoken to people, and that's what they've that's the feedback they've yes. given you, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've asked same people. You know, have you been to the? Oh no, we hear it's really hard. It's like, oh okay, uh, it's not. Okay. Well, it kind of is, and yeah, it becomes yeah. this whole whole thing. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a good perspective. Okay, so my last question, the fun one, and I know you're going to have some really good answers to this. No pressure. Oh, brother. <laughs> Is so if you could have three famous people, dead or alive, to a barbecue on a campsite, who would you choose? Okay, so I've listened to lots of your episodes and I yeah. like the way a couple of people have split this up. So I'm yeah. gonna go on a similar route. So first of all, I need someone to cook for me. Okay, that's a good uh, stuff. And I need someone to to create, yeah, a really nice barbecue. So I'm gonna go with Rick Stein. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he's traveled a lot as well. So I think he'd be really interesting to to. And also he does amazing film and looks amazing on the TV. Yeah. Uh, fish dishes. So I yeah. think that that uh, fish. So there, that would be yeah. nice. Yes, and good stuff. And he'd have some good stories. Yes. Then we would need somebody to A, have conversation with. And also, I love stars and stargazing and things. So I want Professor Brian Cox to uh, come and talk all the stars are and explain random phenomena that I don't understand to me. Yeah. Um, that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, that'd be good. I haven't thought about a third one yet. We need another girl. Oh, and something, some music. Female music, pink. Oh, pink. yeah. Bouncy, big giggle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a good, good format: cooking, music, and uh, sort of entertainment, as it were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Very and a good. Bit of intellectual stargazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that would be cool. That would be very cool. Brilliant. Right. I'll let you get back to your adventure. Thank you. I am yeah, very envious. I will look forward to your further updates. It looks very bright where you are. Yes, it is. is, it, it's like, is it, has it been warm? It says so it's been sunny, but has it been warm? Yeah, so it was warm and very warm. Apparently more, more warmer than usual. That was really bad English, but you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then yesterday it got cold. It went down to like four degrees yesterday. Oh, that is a bit chilly. Yeah. Today it's chilly again. Yeah. But yeah, you do need a warm jacket. So have you had the heating on? Yes. The nice thing about use campsites is that you've got the heating because I'm a little bit worried about the gas. Oh, I yes. haven't figured out the gas connectors and what they use over here yet. I need to do, do a bit of research on that. Mm-hmm. So yes, I and electric not actually that much. It's like a couple of pounds for the for the night. So I've been okay. using it. So it's definitely cold enough to need. Oh, yeah. we've had some roasting temperatures in the UK. You'll be glad to know. <laughs> The way, the way I go away and the weather's lovely. Well, it's been lovely, but yesterday it was shockingly, it had thunderstorms and really like clouds. It was, yeah. But today's nice and sunny again. That's cool. So what about your return journey? Let me quickly ask you about that. Are you going to, obviously you're going to go back through Denmark. Are you doing a, sim- a different route back? No, I'm probably going to do a very direct. So on the way up, I had all sorts of strange adventures. So I went and parked the van on a beach, which I seemed like a Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a moment I was like, oh my goodness, I think I've just got... Up. You know, that sort of hard stop moment of, oh, no, and yeah. again, not my moment, the embarrassment, but I didn't, I didn't, she says, touching wood. So, yeah, I think it'll be much, much more direct because I'm using, I had a week to get back and I'm using two of those in the Faro. So I've only actually got four days to get back for the ferry. Uh-huh. So it's going to be quite boring motorway race back to, to Dunkirk for the ferry. But uh, hey, after all these weeks' adventures, that's not the end of the world. No, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah, well, I enjoyed your, your trip up through Holland and various places in Denmark. It was oh, huge. I, I love touring Europe. Mm. It's brilliant. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what I love as well. Can't wait to do it again <laughs> soon. I haven't got anything in the diary, which is not good. I'm getting away. Well, you need something planned. I know, I've got holidays. I've got family holidays with in-laws and stuff in, in not in caravans, unfortunately. 
Playing with your in-laws isn't a holiday, John. (laughs) Not a holiday. No comment. (laughs) No, we've got we've got a week a week in Cornwall with just just the four of us, and then a second week with in-laws and 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 brother-in-law, etc. As well. So no, there'll be lots of us. It's fine. Yeah, and I Cornwall's love. It's uh, yeah, and I am going to the Dusseldorf show in just in beginning of end of no, right at the very end of August. So I'll get yeah. a bit of a caravan fix there, even though I'm cheating and, and flying over. Oh, there we go. Well, cool, yeah. fun. I still need to make it there. I still not made it there yet. Oh yeah, you must. Well, next year, make it. Put it in your diary. I will do. Yeah, I will do. I'm at cool. the one of the water shows at the end of August, so I'm not oh, going to be. Of course, able. you're going to have those commitments, aren't you? Yeah, 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 bro. Bro, okay, lovely. Really lovely to catch up with you. Thank you. And Thank you. I will eagerly await the rest of your travels. Stay safe, have lots Thanks. of fun, and I will, I will speak to you when you're back in the UK sometime. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and would really appreciate it if you could share it with as many people as possible. Even better, please give me a five-star review in iTunes. It would be a great help. If you'd like me to interview you, want to suggest someone to interview, or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or want to get in touch with me for any reason, please drop me a line at john at rawlingscommunications.com or message me on Instagram at rawlings underscore comms. Thanks very much. Bye for now.